This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome back. And hey, we're back today. I know y'all are probably dying to know what's going on in Cleveland, Ohio, but the only Cleveland we know is in Blunt County. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, there was a technical glitch yesterday, and we're terribly sorry about that. We'll try to make up for it with something closer to home. We have Lumber Calls, Southern Baptist, and a judge in trouble. My name's Ike Morgan, and we're down in Alabama. Has anybody over the past couple months thought about getting to a new home improvement project until you priced out the materials? Now, I built a work table the other day, and let's just say the two-by-fours turned into two-by-threes, and we shaved a couple feet off that bad boy during the planning stage, and that was a small project. If you've done something big like finish out a basement, it was painful to pay upwards of $9 a stud. AL.com's Tandra Smith reports that the people with Alabama's Habitat for Humanity are having a heck of a time trying to put people in new homes. Charles Moore is the president and CEO of Habitat for Humanity Greater Birmingham. Quote, what was once their American dream is now dead with these type of increases. Now here's what Moore's been seeing in their costs. And if you do construction, you already know this. But he said framing lumber has tripled in costs. And concrete is up 7%. Meaning that the cost of building a home for his organization is 40% higher than what it was before the supply crunches. Now, on top of that, he points out that that doesn't include shipping costs of materials, which can be in the thousands on a build. Moore said he doesn't believe prices will ever fall all the way back to what they were pre-COVID. And if they stay this high, it might not be a bad time to look into learning how to operate a skitter. The Southern Baptist Convention has a new president, reports AL.com's Greg Garrison. Ed Litton has been the pastor of Redemption Church in Saraland, Alabama since 1994. Some of y'all might know that church by its former name, North Mobile Baptist Church. It does have a campus in Mobile as well as Saraland. Greg wrote that Lytton has been an advocate for better race relations and to build on the gains made by the denomination in that area. He was nominated by New Orleans Pastor Fred Luter, who became the first black president of the Southern Baptist Convention when he was elected to the post in 2012. Litton won the election in a runoff against Georgia Pastor Mike Stone, 52-48%. to 48%. Now, Stone's been pushing for the convention to strongly condemn critical race theory. Instead, the SBC went a little softer and less political with a resolution on racial reconciliation and the sufficiency of Scripture, saying the Southern Baptists, quote, reject any theory or worldview that finds the ultimate identity of human beings in ethnicity, or in any other group dynamic. A part-time Leeds Alabama municipal judge has been formally censured and sanctioned by the Alabama Court of the Judiciary after reportedly telling a defendant in a case he had bust her butt if she went after his son in court, reports AL.com's Roy S. Johnson. He didn't say butt, but we're extremely G-rated on this podcast. The defendant was in court on a traffic violation charge. She said while she was in court, that the judge's son may have had some connection to a previous traffic accident she had been in 
and that she may be bringing legal action, and that the judge, Clifton L. Price II, should recuse himself from that current case. Price was reportedly less than thrilled. And, according to the court, Price was then guilty of, quote, losing his temper, yelling profanity, making threats, and calling the defendant disparaging names, all while presiding from the bench and wearing his judicial robe. Those names allegedly included that lady that likes to flim-flam people and G.D. Liar, a phrase that certainly would have gotten him sanctions in my mama's house. Sanctions for the judge include the censure, judicial ethics education, writing a formal apology, court calls, and a three-month salary suspension. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back here again tomorrow. Until then, stop by and see us anytime you can. We're on the World Wide Web at AL.com.